Hi, Signature Associates and friends. Welcome to the Signature Edge Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you design an uncommon and impactful career in the business of healthcare. Together, we are making a difference for our clients by lowering the rising costs and administrative burdens associated with great care. Engage with us as we spotlight big ideas to discover an uncommon you through leadership, teamwork, and focus on the healthcare industry. Think deeply, commit fully, and take yourself to the next level of performance. Team listeners, those who believe, welcome to The Edge. Hey, my name is Mark Mathai. I'm here with my friends Chris Woodhouse and Amy Hennings. Chris, Amy, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. Hey, Amy. Hey, everybody. Hi, Mark. Hi, Chris. Well, I would be remiss and had to throw in that Believe opening because we promised our listeners just a little bit of banter about Ted Lasso and kind of what we're learning from it, where we're at. Amy, before we get going, I'm just going to start with you. Let us have it. Ted Lasso, season three, it's upon us. What do you think? Mark, met and exceeded my expectations. It was worth the 600 and some day wait. I will tell you, I I think this is going to be the most fascinating season yet, because I think the theme is what happens when you fall out of love with your job. What do you do? And I think this is going to be a fascinating, fascinating study. Well, I, I mean, I thought it kicked off really well. And again, I don't want to spoil anything, but some of, of just the lessons the team learned and some of the navigation that took place in the interpersonal relationship of showing up as your authentic self in this last episode and in the first episode, understanding how to handle criticism and face resistance. So these are just little lessons that I was just sitting there going, ah, as a coach, I just love, I wish everyone would be able to learn those kind of lessons. And can I just say, Rebecca Welton is my hero. I want to be her when I grow up. She nails it. One of my favorite episodes was when she sang. When she got up, they were all karaoke right before the big meltdown this couple seasons ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to sing, Mark. That's not part of the dream. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Dream not team. part of the dream. Let's be let's be clear. What there that's true. Singing on this podcast. What if Addison put some Hamilton music up there? Are you going to sing along? Actually, that's Mark's moment. I don't know. I don't know. Listeners, this is a little known fact about Mark. He's a rapper. I love to rap and I love rap music. And see, it almost came together. It's one of my favorites. Team, as we talk about this, and it's so much fun because, you know, one of the things I like about the show Ted Lasso is it really shows kind of the flexibility that's needed. Uh, in the workplace and and as you're managing a team or a sports team whatever I know it's fiction but still um, this flexibility thing and so this this episode when we start to talk about I really want to get into and have us kind of lean in and have a discussion about the the workforce of the future what does work look like and one of the things that we're seeing over and over again is this concept of flexibility now let me frame this as we mentioned in previous episodes, Signature Performance was known once again as a best place to work in Omaha. And this Woo-hoo! is the seventh time that we've been recognized by our associates and then um, by a Baird Home from, for this honor. And, and, and this means that we had high participation rate, high engagement rate, high trust rate. And yet when we hear from our associates, there's that word again, flexibility. 
So let's start with this. First, let's define it. What do you think flexibility means when we hear this feedback over and over? And what we hear about the workplace of the future is that it needs to be flexible. When I was a kid, we had a game at home called Character character clues, I think it's what it was called. And so it was like a matching game and everybody would have all these cards and on the cards, they had various different virtues and character traits and they had a definition. So someone would read what the virtue is and you had to give the definition or vice versa. They could read the definition. You had to guess what the character trait was. And I remember flexibility because it was something along the lines of this, it's guiding yourself and others around yours and others mental roadblocks, right? Mm. So it was an interesting perspective on flexibility. So you always think, bendy when you hear the word flexible right absolutely but it's really guiding yourself around mo different roadblocks things that are in the way and typically they're mental which is pretty cool i've always liked that definition for me i think flexibility at work means work-life integration so sometimes we need to be flexible to put a little more time in at work sometimes we need to be flexible to put a little more time into our personal lives yeah. and how and how that sways is flexible. It's not going to be balanced every week. In fact, it probably is never going to be perfectly balanced every week, but how are we flexible to the, all the different needs in order to be the best version of ourselves, both at work and in our personal lives? So when we think about that, and those are both two very good definitions, and I knew just having this topic, it would, it would, it would spring to life. But we also look at this how we're doing our work, right? And so one of the things that we navigated early on is the, the hybrid thing, and you hear this all over. But when it comes to flexibility, it's still a large kind of nudge from our associate base saying, hey, keep being flexible. I want to win. I want to do great work. I want to produce results. But I love this added flexibility. Some of it has to do simply with where we're doing our work. And so when it comes to flexibility and where we're doing our work, how important is it that Signature Performance and other organizations consider flexibility, and what do you feel that looks like? I think a great example of that was when COVID hit, right? Everything shut down. Right? It's like, what do we do? Don't come to the office. You know, we don't want to take the risk. We don't want people to get sick. We don't, you know, we didn't know what it was. And Signature's leadership, like the amount of responsiveness and intelligent, wise decision-making, and then also enabling of the workforce uh, of the folks here at Signature. What, within two weeks, we moved 80-something percent of our folks home, and they had the equipment they needed in their homes to do their jobs. I mean, that's a phenomenal turnaround for the number of associates involved. Yeah, it was exciting period, certainly a hard period, yeah. but, but during that um, you know, we we didn't miss any metric for our clients. I mean, I mean, the the interesting thing was that flexibility happened with zero downtime. And so that's that's an amazing accomplishment for our operational team and everyone that leaned in. By the way, our facilities team, I think they're out in U-Haul trucks, um, you know, delivering, delivering monitors. necessary monitors and things to help equip our workforce. What What are your thoughts, Amy? You know, flexibility, I think, is allowing people to have the space to do their best work. And I think for me, my best work happens in the office. I will not be my best self at work at home. I that just I'm a girl who needs to get in her car, drive somewhere, put pants on that button. That's an important thing to me. But other people are really good at working from their home. Chris works at home. He's really good at it. And I think that flexibility of 
working in the space that's best for you, I think is really, really important. And under, and, but it takes knowing yourself. I knew I couldn't do it at home. I was a rare person who never worked at home during the pandemic. That's weird. When I tell people that they look at me like I was crazy, but I had a door that shut. We were all good. It was fine. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Chris's problem isn't actually working from home. It's actually living there uh, because he works so much. And that brings (laughs) up one of the questions that we see. Right. And, and, and recently I was talking to a few uh, uh, CXOs, CEOs of healthcare organizations. They define that period of time like this in healthcare, they went through a season where healthcare was very transactional. The pandemic hit, everything shifted, and their work started to become more about love, okay? And so I'm tying back into what you were saying on the Ted Lasso thing. And as we've transitioned now to this new era, we're still hearing that word flexibility, but but in the healthcare industry, the new word is burnout. And so the pendulum has swung from transactional all the way to burnout, and they need to force it back in the middle to that thing called love, to where they're connected with the mission and having an impact. How important, and Chris, I'll throw that at you, how important is it for organizations when it comes to flexibility to be able to recognize the season that they're in and be able to swing that pendulum or whatever visual we want to put out there back to kind of that core of keeping on mission, doing great work, despite the flexibility. It's critical. And this is where having the best management team around comes into play, right? Because you have to be connected to your people in in order to discern where they are in that burnout cycle, in that working too much, in that life balance, in that flexibility cycle, right? Because it's so easy when you work from home, especially to just never turn it off, never set down your cell phone, like checking your emails right before you go to sleep, which I cannot do anymore. That was messing me up pretty bad for a while. You know, like it's very easy just to always be on and it's not healthy. You have to turn it off at some point. And my wife and I, in in the mid of the, the pandemic, was she, we had a conversation. There was a lot of, you're doing too much. And the reality was, because I was doing too much, the quality of my work was also going down. And so the work that I was doing required either rework or something else, right? So the, the benefit was lost from losing that balance. So that's where being connected to each other, that connectedness comes back to play, right? To make sure people aren't overworking, going too far to that burnout place and telling them, you need to stop, you need to take the afternoon, you need to do whatever to reset, take a vacation. And as managers, we need to have the courage to do that. We have production metrics to meet, but it doesn't do you any good if it it hurts your people that are that are helping you get there, right? Yeah, right on. Amy, one of the things that we did, and I was a fellow office dweller uh, during that time, which it actually felt safer than my house <laughs> uh, because there was more people there. So I was like, why don't I go to the office? It makes sense. But but one of the things that you specifically did is you kind of designed and led the experience of this new challenge was double down on communications. Talk to me about flexibility and communications and how important it is uh, for, for uh, yes, uh, corporate communicators like yourself, experienced leaders like yourself, but also for the managers. How important is that communication? 
Yeah, I think it's vital. And I think one of the things when you're in the middle of chaos, one of the things you have to do is become very predictable in your communication. So one of the things we did corporately was you got a COVID update twice a week at the same time, same days every week. And I don't think people even paid attention that it even recognized that it was the same time, same place, but it was called, even if there wasn't an update, it was the, the, the still went, here's the update. So everyone felt like they knew what was going on and weren't going to be surprised. There was enough surprises, enough uncertainty, enough unprecedented that we could do some things that was really um, the same every week. We were just laughing this week about our, with our team about, we used to talk on the on Zoom every day at 4.30, making sure everyone ended the day connected. And we had a question of the day. We have some moments we still talk about from those 4.30 calls and laugh about. And when pe new people join our team, we tell them about the funny jokes and the funny things everyone did during those 4.30 calls. And it's it was just, it, it felt like a lot, something like we just talked. I think it was um, that predictability, I think, and making sure everyone was connected was really the utmost importance. Yeah. And I think the combination of what you both just shared from one being an operational setting, Amy, to your uh, a really bright decision to to double down on communication. I think there's a new department that started forming called PsychOps, and it's the psychology operations. And really what the important part of that is, is how to keep people connected to keep fear down. And the enemy then was COVID, sure, but no, it was fear. And then as you saw the uptick in fear, those communications, even if they said, hey, guess what? Nothing's new. By the way, wasn't that a breath of fresh air, right? I have nothing new to report. You're still at home and we're still okay, but the business continues to go. Now we flash forward. Here we are today. We've arrived. Work in the United States, work in healthcare has permanently transformed. And there's a lot of voices weighing in on the future. So if we can, let's pivot to that future viewpoint. And, you know, team, we looked at an article uh, in Marketing Brew, and it, and, it, and it just said this, agencies are still split on what the future of work looks like. What were some of your takeaways from that article? I think the biggest takeaway is nobody knows what the future of work is going to look like. I think one of the things that's really fascinating about the United States is we're kind of in an experiment right now. We, all of us who are working in America are experimenting of what this is going to be to have hybrid workforce, people everywhere. And because in Europe, in South Pacific, in the rest of the world went back to the office. And so I think that is going to be really interesting of what happens and how making sure we can perform internationally despite that. I, I think it, it just it's kind of fun to recognize that we're part of a great experiment to see what's possible and to see and get to design where we want to go. And the workforce is always led by the emerging generation in. And so the Gen Z entering the workforce is actually going to be the driver of what the future of work is. And they are a fascinating group of people. I love working with Gen Z. They are responsible and fiscally responsible and excited and they love experience. So of course, I should love this group of people and it's an important thing to them. And I, um, I, I think it's going to just be something that's going to just, we're going to have to adapt to and watch and learn and, and be really on top of. I think you hit the nail on the head though, when you said we get to design it, right? I think that's the exciting part about it is like mm -hmm. the old norm, eight to five, get in your car every morning, sit in traffic, maybe get a coffee on the way, go to work, you know, get that routine concept. 
And that same old, same every day is kind of out the door, which I think is fantastic, right? Having flexibility to work in different environments engages the mind in a different way. It gives the opportunity for creativity. It gives the opportunity for refreshment, even though you're still doing the work. And the fact that the future is unknown is exciting to me because that means we can continue to monitor and adjust and that everyone's input is valid into where we go. And I think that's, that's super cool. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see where, where we do go. And, and one of the things that it really spotlighted too, and by, by that, I'm talking about the article was, you know, creating moments and, and we've had that in our vernacular for some time now, but I think the power of moments got amplified. And what does that mean? Well, at Signature Performance, we just had a wonderful women at work conference and that was uh hosted internally it was a zoom call everyone got lunch and the power and scope of this thing was huge we had and i i don't know the exact number about 150 participants over lunch have dialogue about leadership and what's going on and it created a moment where there were laughter there were tears and there was power in that moment as we all gathered both allies and and the great leaders and executives of this firm and asked questions um hey amy how about a reflection or two on that moment and kind of how it culminated and what it meant for you we have such a large amount of women that work at signature in fact i think 50 percent of our it professionals are women that's way more than the industry average we have 80% of our company is made up of women, and it's a group that has never really gotten a chance just to get together to celebrate um, what we give to the workplace. And I, I think what was most impressive to me is every single executive, uh, woman executive, was a speaker at it. Everyone said yes. Everyone stayed on for the whole time, even when they weren't speaking, even though they're really busy and everyone got to bring a different perspective, background, knowledge, and be able to pour into people and into um, these women who are really figuring out how to navigate the work, the workforce and how to, you know, sometimes I think as a woman, you think you want to do it all. How do you do it all? And I think it was a great, a great moment for that. I had a good energy. Oh, it really did, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. just, it was really fun. And it was truly a dream come true because I think I've been talking about this for years and wanting to do something like this. So um, I was really, really honored that we had to do and, that. Yeah, and I, and I, great, great summary of, of what that experience was. It was just, it was fantastic. And Chris, when you think about it from a manager's perspective, what are some of the things you would recommend for creating moments on your team? Uh, be intentional about it. Some moments are spontaneous and those are great and they have great outcomes. But as a leader of a team, as a leader of a group of people, you can also manufacture those moments with intentionality and they can be just as valuable and just as impactful. And really people are looking for you to do that. So don't just rely on spontaneity for these moments to occur. Put some fun things on the calendar. You know, Shasta Johnson, I, I've mentioned this before. She, she's all about this kind of stuff, right? Like uh, holidays hit, she's got something going on for everybody. We, we eat meals together in the audience view version of Teams. It looks like we're all sitting in a movie theater together, chewing and, and telling jokes and, 
You know, she's got um, a whole channel out there for what are people growing in their garden, right? Like, so this intentionality behind these pieces, it's really critical. And it and it shows that when you're doing that, people engage in it. I think that's the coolest part about it. It's like, it's not like no one shows up because we right. want to be connected to each other. And, and I was thinking about the Emerging Leaders alumni thing we were at a couple of weeks ago and just how refreshing it was to sit together, to have conversation, have a meal together and just talk about exciting things happening in the company. I mean, and in life and in each other's personal lives, there's just a recharge element to it, right? To, to have those moments. And it does take intentionality. Great point. And, and I really think that, you know, from a manager perspective, Chris, you know, with that intentionality, and if, if you just think of this, right, here's my, here's my, here's my suggestion. Just whatever you're planning, like if you want to have a get together and have a coffee, just add the word and then some, just add a little magic dust, right? Just give that little, uh, little extra to your event that will help create a moment. Think about how do I make sure that people remember that we're doing this today? I, I, I have to tell you, one of the things that I received from a conference the other day that created that moment was a pair of socks. It doesn't take a lot. This isn't rocket science, but be unique, be bold and be brave. It just do a little bit more. It makes them really special. Look, team Forbes also captured another great article where they really highlighted flexibility. Amy, what about flexibility? Is it the new normal? I think it is. I think this cell phone that we carry in our pockets has made the world a lot, made us a lot, be able to do a lot more in a day. And I think that the flexibility to, to go from one different thing to another makes a huge difference. So I think as technology grows, I think flexibility is going to become even more and more important. Yeah. One of the things that I've noticed, even, even I'll just use an associate on our talent acquisition team, Liz, brilliant at the work she does, uh, native to this beautiful state of Nebraska, wanted a little flexibility and ended up moving, <laughs> relocating because you can because we're in a different workforce, it's opening up options to people to be able to take advantage of experiences and experiencing new things, new settings. And, and so I, I see that is actually quite a benefit uh, to where we're at today, to where we have the flexibility to kind of say, well, what would it look like if I went to Disney World and went ahead and worked all week from there? It could work. I think that's a good idea. I, I don't know that that's a good idea, Mark. <laughs> well it's it, my wife thinks it's a good idea because she's planning all these trips and she's like it's okay they have wi-fi you can work there so <laughs> you know <laughs> like oh okay you guys have fun at the amusement park while i sit at home in the resort and uh, do work that'll be great but no <laughs> it, it is pretty awesome that we have that opportunity and yeah i, I do think technology is quite a cool, cool piece of that I was on a meeting the other day sitting at my desk and then popped up my phone and said transfer meeting to my phone so seamlessly right now I'm having my meeting when I'm walking around and I'm able to drive to the dentist and get you know my teeth cleaned on the way stay, staying on the call making sure that you know what needed to be handled got handled and it's, that is a great example of yeah. flexibility yeah, and it's, it's all because of technology I don't yeah. know that it would be as possible if you didn't have a device that was just as seamless as what we have right now. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, I agree. And and one of the things that I think we have to remember is we have to use this flexibility uh, that's being called for, that we're being challenged to create uh, in order to enhance and empower our associates to do their best work all the time. And the big end in this, to live their best life. And so that use of that technology, the fact that we can now go to daughter's recitals and be part of that life and then still be able to get the work that needs to get done so that I can serve our great clients, um, you know, that's just pivotal. Well, this has been a great conversation team, highlighting flexibility as one of the things. And, and I just want to say thanks. Thanks for your flexibility with me. Thanks for our flexibility and helping create a podcast, which I might add, was a flexible maneuver to help make sure every associate at Signature Performance and our partners can clue in, hear what we're thinking about, hear what's going on, and tune into the healthcare industry with us as we kind of map and chart our way home. Amy, Chris, thank you so much for being here today and sharing your thoughts. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Amy. Stay flexy, everybody. Signature Performance is the foremost leader in healthcare administration. Your work advancing our mission is transforming healthcare in the U.S. Signature is bringing together the best and brightest in healthcare. Discover opportunities at www dot signatureperformance.com slash careers and be inspired to build an uncommon career that matters.